Paratruth Radio is a proud member of Evergreen Podcasts on KillerPodcast.com. Since the fall of man, a war has raged between good and evil. Over the centuries, this war has distorted the truth. Now the truth is perceived as lies, and lies acknowledged as truth. To this day, the battle continues as we investigate and debate the truth behind the history and mystery of the universe. We are Paratruth Radio. Some people have come forward and made claims that not everything is as it appears on the surface of the moon. Interestingly, our view from Earth only allows us to see one side of the celestial body. This raises a valid question. What does the other side look like? And is there more to the moon than what meets the eye? Now Paratruth presents the dark side of the moon. What's up, folks? Welcome to a brand new episode of Paratruth Radio. We are coming at you live-ish. <laughs> That's right, live-ish. From Bismarck, North Dakota and Lynchburg, Virginia. Only a few of you are from either place. But that's okay. The rest of you are probably in a much cooler spot anyway. Uh, <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome. My name is Eric. And I'm Justin. We are glad to have you. What a week, folks. What a week. I hope your week has been... Uh, magical? Yes, let's go with magical. <laughs> How's your week been, Justin? Very good. How about yours? Mine has been busy. Busy, busy. Very busy. Yes. Well, there's a lot going on we, Well, with all kinds of stuff. But, uh, you know, school obviously is one of them. The good thing is we did have the film festival this past week, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Uh, I don't know if anyone listening or tuning in had shown up. But it was awesome. Uh, any more details I'm going to give you next week. But, you know, good times, good times. Rough patches here and there. Uh, yeah. So, I, I don't know. Is there anything you want to talk about like before we jump into the topic tonight? Um, not off the top of my head. I, I, I think I got on my soapbox last week, so I think I'm good. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, folks, as we all know, there are pretty much two sides to everything. Two sides to every story, two sides to every page you turn in a book, two sides to some people's personalities. Yeah. Things get weird and offensive sometimes <laughs> with those people. Uh, but nonetheless, there are also two sides to the moon. If we're being serious, there's four sides, but it's spherical. Yeah. We're just going to say there's two. It's not a cube. 
<laughs> and if uh, it was a cube, so, then it would have six sides. It just gets way too uh, it's just Yeah, you know. <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, this spherical planet. It, well, it's not even a planet, really. I mean, you can consider it a planet. It might have been but at one point. It's, it's a celestial body. Some folks... Uh, in NASA, some scientists believe that there may have been a, a sea on it at one point or an ocean or some kind of water basin. And this is due to the interesting dark spots that we see on our side of the moon and the significant flatness on the other side of the moon. There are actually pictures out there. Uh, some pictures are very old, uh, um, and therefore very grainy, but they're decently clear. You can, you can get an idea of what they're, you know, what, what we're seeing. Uh, there are, however, uh, computerized, computer generated images on the internet. You can easily look those up and check them out. What's interesting is if you actually, if you Google just the moon and look on Wikipedia, there's four images and it shows, uh, both sides, the side that we know, which is, when you see it, you'll know it's our side, the side that we see. The dark side or far side, and then also the North Pole and the South Pole. And it's interesting when you see the South Pole, the North Pole we can actually see with our own eyes from uh, from here. Uh, but the South Pole is really interesting because it looks like a completely different, you know, uh, body altogether. It doesn't even look like the moon. Uh, so go ahead and check that out if you guys are interested. Some interesting, an interesting fact about the moon, though, and about the whole dark side. Now, this whole dark side conspiracy uh, pretty much started in, I think it really started around the 1950s, 1970s, but people didn't really start coming forth about anything until around 2005, approximately. Uh, that's when people really started uh, getting interested in uh, supposed... Uh, NASA workers, people who were higher up and had access to documented files, uh, the classified files and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Supposedly, you know, they came forth and said that there were some interesting things on this so-called dark side. Interesting fact though, the dark side of the moon, we only call it the dark side of the moon because we've never seen it. Uh, it's also known as the far side. And in reality, the dark side gets just as much light as our side does. Uh, it goes through the same amount of phases, uh, so it's not really dark by any means. Dark is just a uh, a symbol, if you, I guess it's symbolism, I guess, uh, or, or metaphor, if you will, based on our empty knowledge of the dark side of the moon, like the far side of the moon. Uh, nonetheless, it is there's a conspiracy theory here, and you know, I, I would, you know, we keep saying we're not. We're not interested in conspiracy theories. We don't often do conspiracy theories. This is like the third or fourth one we've done over the past <laughs> summer. So, you know what? Let's just forget that we don't do conspiracy theories because obviously we're doing conspiracy <laughs> theories. That's what we do, apparently. So I don't know how or why, but we're Well, the paranormal that. umbrella kind of covers everything. So when, I, when we, I say we don't like to, it's not that we're doing it for, like, selling out or anything. We're doing it because we feel that there's significance to a particular one. Yeah, there's stuff that interests us. Illuminati is something that we will not cover because it just doesn't interest us. It's yeah. kind of stupid. Uh, but the dark side of the moon is interesting, especially since it kind of falls around the basis of alien life, uh, extraterrestrial life, uh, beings that are living outside of our Earth's atmosphere, which is interesting. Uh, and these are beings be, you know, beyond God, or not beyond God, but that aren't God in this case and aren't mm. angels or demons, supposedly. Uh, physical beings. 
these claims that people have come out with uh, are claims that on the dark side or the far side of the moon that there are alien towers, factories, places for spacecraft such as, you, you know, the typical UFO, spherical, or not spherical, but uh, round disc-shaped uh, UFOs um, is the majority, apparently, of what they, they've seen there. Of course, there's also been triangular-shaped uh, uh, ships that have been seen, apparently, uh, on this other side of the moon. Now, there are very few images out to support that, and right now, all we have is word of mouth. Can't go very far on that. Right. Uh, but it's still interesting nonetheless. There's even one particular story in which, uh, supposedly, and I want to say it was in 1970s, right around the, I think it was the last um, uh, moon visit that we that we had gone to. It was a Apollo 17, Apollo I think. Apollo 17, yeah. If I'm not mistaken. Uh, Apollo 17, and I think it was Apollo 17 that apparently during this visit to the moon, the astronauts, or a astronaut, actually had a extraterrestrial, some sort, an alien, come upon the board and they had a conversation with it. Now, the reason why there's a conspiracy is that people believe that the government is holding out on the rest of the U.S. and the world and that they're keeping this secret interaction between humans and aliens uh, because basically because it's the only way that the aliens are going to give us insider technology or information on technology that aliens have access to and already know about because apparently they're you know smarter than us so that's a lot of stuff right there. That's a lot of stuff to cover tonight. That's a lot. It's crazy. Well, there, uh, uh, one thing that I did come across was there was a plan to do an Apollo 18, 19, and 20. Now, the official reason those were scrapped were because of funding. Right. I honestly don't know if they secretly did them because the guy that I've honestly forgot his name already uh the this article was interviewing said you know if if we'd done it in secret people would have known about it well not necessarily not if they didn't advertise hey we're doing a lunar landing again uh the other thing is is there are people that believe that like you're saying this guy came across uh extraterrestrial life on the moon on Apollo 17 and mm-hmm. there was an accord written that you know we would no longer visit there to be doing any more experimentation or landing uh, landings on the moon mm-hmm. um, which you know I, I mean obviously begs the question what is the truth you know is it due to the fundings that we no longer go to the moon or is it due to this whole pact, basically, between the aliens and the human race. Uh, we still take pictures. There are still satellites that, you know, circle the moon here and there and take photographs, and apparently that's okay. Uh, the photographs, of course, can only be... They're only so clear. You can only zoom in so much, and a lot of the stuff that we have, photographs-wise, of any planet... Is all generated by computers, so of course that could be manipulated. Any picture that we get from the telescope or from the uh, uh, satellites 
may not be real images and just you know generated by a computer and therefore what we're really seeing may be a complete opposite of what was really taken you know a picture that was taken of however there is a picture online that apparently there are where you can see apparently two towers on the dark side of the moon mm. uh and it was it's interesting i saw the photos earlier today um and they do look like towers. You know, they, they look like something. You know, they don't look like just rock or their, uh, uh, mountain terrain or anything like that. It's definitely interesting. Uh, looks like the same exact color as the moon. So that, you know, it's hard to say, uh, without having a 3D version or view. Right. You know, basically a view from the ground level of the moon. <clears throat> There was a film though that came out a couple of years ago uh, called Apollo 18, and it was actually based on this whole conspiracy theory as to why the Apollo missions actually did stop uh, at 17. And of course, I didn't see the film. I'm sure some of you out there did. Uh, I remember the trailer very well. It was simply uh, the trailer. It was a teaser trailer. It was basically just people, you know, astronauts arriving to the moon. Um, and suddenly there's this contact with an alien species. You don't see much, but it ends up in the guy's helmet and right. kills the guy. Uh, so very interesting. Again, that's based on the conspiracy, not based on fact. Conspiracy, you got to remember, isn't fact. It's simply uh, theory, mostly. That's mostly all it is. Oh, what interesting stuff, man. What would you come across? Um, well, I, there, I mean, there are a couple videos out there. Actually, uh, I was thinking of playing them for you guys, but what I think I may do is just give you guys links or it'll pop up on, if you're on YouTube, because I don't want to infringe on anybody's viewing on, on their videos. Uh, but what I came across is, uh, there are conspiracy theories out there that actually the moon is an entire base for an extraterrestrial beings that are monitoring the human race. Mm-hmm. And uh, if that is true, then obviously these towers that you had come across would be just an external port somewhere to either have the UFOs come out of or to to be traveling along the surface of the moon. And one of the say in that same type of theory is that these extraterrestrials actually helped the human race evolve. So uh, it's kind of interesting to see some of the theories that are out there. Some of the stuff that we both came across, I think, is you know that there are officials that are coming out, and there it's been becoming more and more since the 2005 ish early 2000 area uh, astronauts and even higher up government officials so I honestly am not sure what to believe on this uh, as you said conspiracy theories are just that theories but there are some truth to, to a lot of the stuff that's out there how much of it you have to kind of fuddle through and, and figure out what really is mm-hmm. Uh and the, the funny thing is, and I don't know if you know this, but the CIA is actually the ones that coined the phrase conspiracy theory to discredit anybody that was against what they were putting out in the propaganda machine. It's interesting. Um, 
Now, I want to jump back to what you were saying about the aliens supposedly, or that the uh, the moon being a base for the for the aliens. Uh, one of the things I came across is the possibility that the moon was created by the aliens and that it actually isn't a rock of any sort whatsoever. Right. Uh, you know, uh, which is kind of... That's kind I mean, of like a I think, Star Wars-ish type. Yeah, it's very. I it. think it's very far-fetched uh, overall, just based on the size of the moon and how long it would have taken to create the moon, especially when you see the size of, uh, well, a video that we'll show you later, talk about later, uh, regarding some UFOs that are landing on the moon. You know, the size difference, just the comparison is ridiculous to think that something that large, uh, as large as the moon, would be created, even in the amount of time that humans have been around uh, at this point. Uh, but it, if it were created by so-called aliens, when exactly did they begin building it? Mm. And why exactly? You know, I mean, it's hard to believe that they just thought, oh, there's these germs, you know, on planet Earth that are someday going to possibly probably become human. We should build this and watch them. You know, it's kind of ridiculous. And that's, of course, if you believe in evolution, folks, I don't. Um... But if if you go by this, by the idea that like humans were created and placed here by God himself, and God talks about the moon from the very beginning in the book of Genesis, the creation of the heavens and the earth, then it's hard to say exactly when this moon began because we never see anything relating into the scriptures to something being created in space that's like wasn't there one night and then suddenly or slowly began to come come forth. You know, God said himself that he created the stars. Uh, and of course, we can get into technical terms as to what exactly the stars are. Obviously, they're uh, uh, balls of gas. You know, when we think scientifically as to what exactly a star is. But the term stars also relates to and could relate to the planets and the celestial bodies uh, within our solar system and within the billions of other solar systems. Uh, and for, as far as we know, an infinite number amount of solar systems within so-called, so-called space. But it's interesting when you look at some of the earlier writings of some other ancient religions and some uh, ancient peoples in which they show some kind of being coming down from space in some kind of craft. Uh, you know, we, we've seen it in a number of different hieroglyphs. Uh, hmm. For example, you know, we've seen it in like that in a number of different places. Um, and I know a lot of people like to jump to the book of Ezekiel and say that he too is talking about a spacecraft when he talks about God coming down on his chariot and stuff. And I think that's something we need to be careful of, especially as Christians at least, uh, something that we need to be careful of is to say that God is simply some being, some alien, some physical creature, literally a creature of some sort in outer space who, you know, is kind of just running with the wind, if you will. It's, it's just kind of, it's far-fetched. It's weird. It's crazy. You know, I think the way things are described in the Bible are very heavenly. They're very specific. There's certain ways that uh, prophets like Ezekiel and Isaiah explain things uh, that just don't compare to what we see on video of UFOs or what we know of UFOs or of alien life, et cetera, et cetera. It seems much more heavenly and much more uh, 
godly, I guess, is the only word I can think of. But nonetheless, people have talked about these so-called gods. Uh, in the Bible, we would call them false gods coming to earth. Uh, and, and, of course, we have this discussion as to whether they're aliens, such as we know in the paranormal world and the scientific world, or demonic entities, as we know in the biblical worldview. Um, one thing that I came across that's interesting is... A small article that's it's pretty, yeah, it's not like huge article, but it's, it's a relatively small article about what exactly is being spoken of in Genesis 6, uh, in particular, you know, verses 1 through 7 in particular, I guess. And we've covered this before. But what's interesting is this particular individual claims that the book of Genesis calls the sons of God the watchers from the sky. Hmm. Which is interesting. I don't know if you've ever heard of that, Justin. Yeah. But, you know, I've done my research. It's it, not in they the called Genesis. A, they called um, a lot of the fallen angels actually watchers. Yeah, they call a lot of them watchers. But they, what, what gets me is when they specifically say, oh, in the book of Genesis it says this, as well, such and such. Speaking of the sons of God, right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, speaking of the sons of God as the watchers of the sky, uh, from the sky. Well, it's clear that the so-called word washers isn't actually anywhere in the Bible speaking of mm-hmm. washers from the sky other than God himself. However, where they're, where they're getting this information is from the book of Enoch, which we know isn't biblical canon. Uh, for whatever reason, uh, the Jewish people decided to throw that book out and mm-hmm. consider it apocryphal. Uh, and for specific reasons that we've spoken about in the past, again, uh, some of these books that are considered apocrypha just simply historically and statistically do not relate uh, to actual historical events. Uh, there, there's things that are misspelled. There are things that are written that just never existed in history whatsoever. There's people like kings and um, certain individuals that have never existed. There's cities and kingdoms that have never existed, so on and so forth. So a lot of this has just been drawn up as some kind of uh, fictional you know, writing. Now, what's interesting about this, and, and I promise this all kind of relates to the whole Dark Side of the Moon thing because we're still talking about aliens here. But what's interesting about the Apocrypha, or some of it, is that on occasion, they are referenced in the Bible. Uh, the Book of Jasher is one of them. I have no clue what the Book of Jasher is. As far as I've done my research, it doesn't exist. We can't find it anywhere. Uh, it's not on the markets to be read. Uh, but we know that the Bible refers to the Book of Jasher. Does that make, mean that the Book of Jasher is actually a... Uh, inspired word by God or of God. No, it doesn't. It just means that there's something historical in it that can be used as evidence. It doesn't mean the whole thing's historical. They do the same thing with Enoch as well. They talk about Enoch prophesying about certain things. Uh, but it doesn't mean that the book of Enoch is necessarily 100% true. Mm. Uh, one thing that's important to realize, because a lot of people, I actually I don't think, realize is that the book of Genesis, you know, which is the book of Moses or uh, Noah, I mean, uh, and then a lot of the books of, about the kings and so on and so forth. A lot of the Old Testament was written a couple of thousand years after creation began. Mm. Uh, and so, like, the whole story of Abraham didn't, wasn't even written until well after Abraham's time. Yeah. And so, you know, same thing with the book of Enoch. You know, people, I think, are quick to say, oh, well, if. Enoch is mentioned here as a reference, and that must mean the entire book of Enoch is right. 
because it must have been written by Enoch, but it wasn't written by Enoch. And there's a specific reason, for whatever reason that is, there's a specific reason that the Jews purposely moved that book and left it out. The book of Revelation, uh, oh, not just the book of Revelation, but there's two instances in the Bible in which it talks about that certain words or books should not be removed from the Bible. Uh, the book of Revelation is one book in which God says if anything is altered in the book whatsoever, then he'll unleash the plagues that are mentioned in that book upon that particular person at that given time that they take anything out from it. Uh, he also says that nothing will be added to it either. Um, but that anyone who believes in the prophecy of Revelation will be blessed abundantly, basically. Uh, and we know that the words of Jesus... He had mentioned, Jesus had mentioned that no one would ever change his words or rewrite them or anything like that. They would always be his words. And so to think that there are certain books that aren't in the Bible that should be in the Bible is just kind of ridiculous, I think, you know, in my personal point. I'm not making, I don't think I'm making a strong argument here for it, but I think I'm making a, a secure enough argument to just say like, we gotta understand, yes, there are some books out there that we can reference, such as the Book of Enoch. But we should not believe the book of Enoch to be the inspired word of God. Uh, and therefore, you know, if it relates directly to the Bible, then yeah. For example, Enoch is quoted in the book of Genesis. We can take that from the book of Enoch and be like, okay, that's, that's true. There's a connection there. But anything else we can't necessarily say. That was my spiel for just people who like to reference to the Apocrypha and the book. We have a lot of Christian, uh, paranormal Christian guys and, and gals who like to reference the book of Enoch. And I just say, I'm sorry you're speaking gibberish to me because it, there's no truth here. Uh, which is sad because a lot of Christians are thinking they're speaking truth, but they're speaking from books that are not the authoritative word of God. Back to this whole dark side of the moon thing. There is a video that is out that I found, now, and I really quick. How does yeah. how does that link to to what we're talking about? What where were you going with that? Oh, that all links. So everything I was saying there links to uh, the so called watchers in the sky to believe that there's actually aliens oh, okay. watching upon us and who have built the moon is just ridiculous thinking because there's no reference in the Bible itself to the so called watchers. The word watchers comes from the Book of Enoch and. The Book of Enoch, as I have already mentioned, is just can't be considered the inspired word of God. Okay. God strictly calls all of His angels sons of God, whether they were fallen or not. They're sons of God. Therefore, with that said, here's a video that I came across earlier, uh, in which I don't know what it was done. I mean, it's pr pretty powerful camera. It was clear enough, uh, it, and there are these apparent glowing orbs. That were it's dust. slowly could be <laughs> that were slowly uh, descending upon the moon, and some have claimed that these particular orbs or whatever they are are UFOs. Mm -hmm. What's interesting, and, and Justin's going to put that up for you guys, uh, or at least place the link for you guys, and you check it out. You know, tell us what you think. Uh, when you pay attention, and I've watched it a few times, I actually noticed that some of these orbs are these little glowing specks that would float down or descend down upon the moon mm -hmm. would get into the moon's atmosphere and turn black and actually land on the the, the side that we see. They're not actually landing behind the moon. The lit side. But on the 
you know, front side of the moon, yeah. on, the, on this side that faces us, which is really interesting to me. But then, of course, when you're watching it, it just vanishes. It's just, boom, gone. Now, that could be that it just gets to a certain part in the atmosphere of the moon and the sunlight blocks out anything that we're seeing there, any detail. But it's an interesting video. You should check it out. I don't know what to make of it. Uh, I would say that it is pretty interesting video. Uh, one that could be, I mean, it has me like, hmm. Kind of looks like UFOs landing on the moon. Uh, and normally I have a good, you know, something, some kind of explanation. I don't have one for this. So you guys check it out. Uh, tell me what you think. But when you see, and this goes back to what I was saying earlier, when you see the size of these UFOs compared to the size of the moon, it's hard to believe that any type of being other than God would be able to create this thing with their own hands uh, to, to the size that it is and the mass that it is. So, All right, folks. Well, on that note, I think we're going to take our first break here. Uh, you are listening to Paratruth Radio right here on the Paratruth Radio Network. We will be right back after Eric's Random Fact of the Day. Now, Eric's Random Fact of the Day. Did you know that Charles Dickens loved his cat so much that when the beloved furball passed away, he turned him into a letter opener? According to OpenCulture.com, Dickens didn't actually turn the whole cat into a letter opener, just a single paw, which he stuffed and stuck to an ivory blade. The blade is engraved in memory of Bob 1862. Though this may seem like an odd thing to do, some have thought it to be a tender idea, and that Bob's paw was meant to be held daily. Ever heard of Stoicism? Chances are, if you have, you've heard of Stoicism with a lowercase s and not Stoicism with an uppercase s. Lone wolves, no emotions, antisocial behavior, cold, indifference, all that is Stoicism with a lowercase s. Stoicism with an uppercase s is the ancient Greek philosophy and virtue ethics framework that centers on service to the cosmopolis, to include your family, friends, community, and planet, and the development of a good moral character. My name is Tanner Campbell, and I'm the host of Practical Stoicism, a three times a week podcast teaching Stoic principles and concepts to anyone interested through the exploration of texts and deep dives into various moral topics. You can find Practical Stoicism where you're already listening to podcasts by searching for Practical Stoicism or by going to stoicismpod.com. I invite you to give it a listen today. You just might like it. All right, folks, welcome back to Paratruth Radio. My name is Justin. And I'm Eric. And we've been discussing the dark side or the far side of the moon. And it's not to get confused with the Dark Side of the Moon album from Pink Floyd. Uh, this is the part of the moon that you can't really see, but with the naked eye. I mean, obviously, if you're in a spaceship, you're going to see it. But uh, we were just talking about the video. It's called uh, Seven UFOs Over Moon on July 9th, 2011. And I'll, I 
showed the uh, the little card for you guys to, to click on, and uh, it's it's just one of those ones that's kind of unexplainable. Now, coming from since we were addressing the Christian side of things, in your perspective, or if you can even quote anything from from biblical text, uh, what are your thoughts as far as who are flying these UFOs? Do you think it's extraterrestrials? Do you think, like a lot of people do, the extraterrestrials are demons or uh, demonic beings? Some people call them Nephilim beings, uh, hybrid creatures that are being a part of this and just looking like extraterrestrials. What are your thoughts? Yeah. Uh, now, there's nothing specifically written in the Bible that talks about uh, aliens as we know them. Mm-hmm. Now, I know there are some people out there who the word alien is mentioned several times in the Bible. The alien in that sense does not mean extraterrestrials from space, but to outsiders of Israel or from Israel. Uh, you right. know, like basically for, anyone outside foreign, the country. Ali- foreign aliens. Right, or, foreigners. Or, foreigners. Yeah. Uh, Alien so means word. something not like you, basically. Right. So, first of all, folks, when you see the word alien in the Bible, that's what it means. It means foreigner. <laughs> it doesn't mean extraterrestrial being from outer space. Uh, I'm sure some people would like to believe so, though. <laughs> oh, I'm, oh, I know they do, because they make their argument based on a simple word, one single word. It's like, no, no, your argument isn't there, buddy. No. However... What's interesting is we see after the flood, uh, God originally sent the flood to destroy mankind and get rid of evil. Uh, I should say the majority of mankind because he did spare Noah and his family. And within that evil were the Nephilim. Now, the Bible clearly say it states that the Nephilim were still there after the flood, or at least some of them, or a majority of them. Somehow they now, survived, right? Yeah. We also see that... Uh, through the Old Testament, a number of times in which Israel comes into contact with the Nephilim. Joshua was one of God's servants who was sent out to destroy cities in which the Nephilim lived and to take them down. Uh, we even see uh, a particular passage uh, regarding Joshua. Right at, I think it was actually right before Moses died, maybe? I can't remember. But in which there were a couple of spies that were sent out, and they came back to Joshua and said, there are giants over there. We won't be able to defeat them. And of course, God gave, brought word to Joshua and said, look, I got you. You know, basically. Uh, so, I think with that said, the fact that there, that there were still Nephilim after the flood, who's to say that there aren't still Nephilim today? There's nothing strictly saying that the Nephilim were completely destroyed. Mm. Jesus doesn't comment on it, which is fine. You know, it just means that it's not significant uh, to the purpose of God and to uh, his will for mankind. Um, but that's not to say that the Nephilim don't exist in some way. I do have a theory that in which some of these so-called UFOs that we see or the uh, aliens that we believe in may very well be the Nephilim that appeared back in the Old Testament, even back in Noah's time. They just had the ability eventually to be able to create spacecraft and fly up into space, and they stay there now. I know it sounds kind of crazy to some of you listening, but it is a possibility. So in that regard, that's kind of where I'm going along the Mm -hmm. biblical line. If I have to believe in aliens or have some kind of, you know... uh, 
idea of what these extraterrestrial beings are. Right. But again, nothing specific in the Bible regarding those. So. Okay. Well, I mean, one of the theories that I've heard too is it's, it has to do with the hollow earth theory and that they actually went into the earth instead of flying off. I think the, the flying to the moon and using that as a base is a little more probable than the hollow earth theory. Is the, Do we really have a hollow earth? I don't know for sure. I've never dug down to the core of the earth to find out. But uh, I, I feel that the hollow earth theory is a little more uh, improbable compared to the moon, moon, moon base theory, uh, <laughs> if you will. And uh, I, I honestly think that, that that's a good reference as far as coming from the Christian side. I on my end, yes, I believe that there are extraterrestrials out there. Are they on the moon? I don't know. It, it, are is our government in leagues with them, especially after the Apollo 17 mission and discovered this so-called base on the moon? Again, I don't know. There are numerous people saying that this stuff is going on uh until it is headline news and even then it's probably going to be nothing more than lies anyways you don't know for sure until you you come across it yourself but uh it's just interesting that this is something that uh is out there and i've seen i've seen several different videos from different things in outer space uh i don't know if we've ever brought this up before but there's the object known as the black knight that is supposedly you never heard of it i haven't heard of it no okay black knight is a what they believe is a a spacecraft of some kind or some some type of object floating in the shadow usually of of the earth or there are some people out there saying that it might have some type of cloaking technology and it some, for some reason drops it at some point and cameras have caught it floating around the earth and they believe that it's possibly an extraterrestrial ship or probe oh, okay. uh, that is monitoring earth uh, <laughs> the other one is the the moon being a, a base not just on the moon, but it was built to be a base for extraterrestrial life. Uh, there's the UFO theories out there, and it, it's one of the biggest things that have been going around, especially after the X-Files started. I mean, this is one of the hugest things that boomed after the X-Files is UFOlogy, quote-unquote, uh, and all the different conspiracy theories because it brought all of these things to the forefront of people's uh, imaginations as and understanding. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what are what are some of your other thoughts on here? I I know that you came across another video that uh, has to do with the NASA employees. Yeah, uh, yeah. There is another video in which uh, there were NASA employees that are higher ups um, who have come forth and <clears throat> made a call saying that. There are, in fact, uh, that there is, in fact, alien life on the moon, 
and not just alien life, but there's actually alien structures uh, that have been built on the far side of the moon or the back side of the moon, mm-hmm. uh, as we will call it. And they claim to be witnesses of this, not because they've gone up into space, but because of the level of access that they have to NASA and to the government. And they've come across files and video footage and so on and so forth, either discussing or showing evidence of these uh, of these aliens and or the actual buildings or fortresses or whatever you want to call them, uh, the towers in particular. Now, I, I know that some have come forth and said that they had witnessed uh, kind of like a docking station mm-hmm. for the UFOs. They were actually landing on the surface of the moon. And there was actually another video beside this one that I'm – beside this – beside the video that I'd already talked about regarding the UFOs landing uh, and beside the video of these two uh, higher-ups – claiming or stating their evidence. Uh, There's a third video out there which is kind of interesting. I do I do have my own suspicions about it, but in which, uh, I can't think of his name, but one of the astronauts that were on the moon was shooting a video, and he actually, as he's panning, pans across something that's uh, illuminated in the distance, and it looks like your typical disc-shaped UFO. Um, and it's interesting but then as I kind of watch, now watch the slow motion, uh, I wondered if it's not just the rising sun in the distance uh, giving the look of, uh, of a disc shape. Because all you're really seeing is the top and then the bottom, or the, uh, you're seeing the top of the so-called craft, but then the bottom of it is pretty much in line directly with the moon. Mm. So I'm wondering if it's not just an image of the uh, the sun in the background, and that's why the astronaut didn't actually purposely stop and say, wait a second, what is that? I mean, there's no point in just going past it if you're shooting video. Like, it doesn't make sense. Like, come on. That's like saying the government or NASA called him like, oh, oh, hey, that UFO, you should just go past it so we can post that. <laughs> like, what? Seriously? Get the heck out of here. But, uh, but yeah, uh, Justin will put up the video as well. You guys should probably already see that by now. Uh, the link and or the tab on the screen uh, to see the video of these two people uh, discussing their evidence. Mm. Um, and then I'll also, in a moment here, uh, we'll have up the other link uh, of this guy who scans past the so-called whatever it is UFO. Uh, again, you tell us what you guys think based on all of the evidence that you're seeing uh, in these videos. Uh, do you think it's real? Do you think it's been computer generated? Do you think there's a logical explanation such as the sun or something like that uh, in regards to the last video? It's up to you guys. Um, but yeah, I mean, when you think about it, there really haven't been a ton of people that have come straight out and said, oh yeah, there are, there is alien life up there and structures. Uh, it's only been a handful of people. Right. I mean, there's a lot of people that are saying that there is life on Mars or we've already colonized Mars, as well as people saying that uh, the, the rover videos that we're getting is actually nothing more than parts of our world that are being put into a red filter and mm-hmm. it being nothing more than that. And they're trying to protect the colonization on Mars that is already there by just randomly kind of like the the moon landing conspiracy that 
we Neil Armstrong didn't really land on the moon. It was all filmed here. Right. Uh, and one thing I, I have to comment on that, because I've actually thought about this a lot, and I've seen different things, people make fun of it, that sort of a thing. Uh, they could have shot the video here, because at that point, who's to say we would have been getting any type of feed at all from the moon? Like, would it have even been possible at all to get some type of video feed from from the moon? Um, but we could have shot it here, but still gone to the moon at the same time. It was just impossible to shoot the live feed from the moon. Uh, so it, it's interesting to kind of think about that little aspect, too. Uh, yeah, it's, it's one of those things. Um, and... The one video that you were just talking about where it looks like it's just the sun, one thing that could have happened, which it's highly unlikely, but the guy couldn't, might not have noticed it. Right. Is, is it possible he really didn't? I mean, with a, with a, with a educated eye, uh, probably right. not, but. Well, let's, let's, alright, let's think of it this way. <clears throat> let's say, Let's say it is a UFO, okay? I've got two, there's two things here. Let's say it is a UFO. Is it a possible that this particular, uh, vehicle, we'll call it, um, blended into the moon, like the same color of the, of the surface, almost like a, a camouflage, if you will. Right. And therefore he went past it and didn't notice it. Or, Again, when you look at it on video, you'll notice how much brighter it is compared to the rest of the moon. Could this video actually be, and it looks like a little bit, an infrared video? And if it is indeed a UFO or a vehicle of some sort, it's actually cloaked, and the infrared was able to pick up the cloaking device and hence give away its shape, right. and the guy just didn't notice it. Uh, if he wasn't, maybe or he was in as. That's the sun. I'm not. Yeah, who you know? Who knows? He could have thrown it off. You know, if I mean, I don't know. He might not have even had a visual through the camera. I mean, it's really when you're looking at it, it almost seems as if he's not actually holding the camera because it's not very still at all. Mm -hmm. And as far as I know, the grav the gravity allows you to be pretty still up on the moon for the most part, uh, considering there's a lack of it. Right. Um, but it might have been constantly hopping around all the time, though. Yeah. Right. But it might have been like a body camera, like much like uh, officers have today on their on their uh, uniforms. Uh, they might have had something like that on his shoulder or on his helmet or on the, you know, the chest side of his uh, suit, something like that. Who knows? Uh, and therefore, he may have never even seen the footage Which is, until yeah, after it got back. You know, that could be a possibility as well. Again, you know, check it out for yourself, guys. Uh, you tell us what you think, uh, and li literally let us know because I'm as curious uh, as you guys might be. I think the most reasonable explanation behind why he didn't stop to focus on it was because it's not important because it's just a sun. Uh, but again, who knows? You know, or what it, he it, thought was the sun if if he was seeing the video. Yeah. So you guys let us know, you know, hit us up in email, hit us up in chat, check, you know, a lot of you guys just contact us on Facebook, which is completely cool with us. Mm -hmm. uh, so go ahead and, you know, message us on Facebook or, you know, put a post out there for everybody to see. But yeah, definitely give us your side of it all. Uh, and your, especially your personal, uh, take, I guess, on the video and all the videos for that matter. Right. Uh, because, you know, so I think some people will claim that, 
the people who'd come out, especially in the last, the last video, the, the Jew that had come forth to make their claims, mm-hmm. may have just been actors and actually isn't a real video. Perhaps they're trying to pull some kind of chainer, you know, something like that, some kind of, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, prank. Oh. Something like that. Much like we see with uh, Bigfoot. You know, people come forward saying, oh, this is a real thing, and they're showing it off, making tons of money, and then, oh, no, it's not real. Hoaxing, yeah. Hoaxing. That's that's the actual word I was looking for, not pranking. Yeah. Well, prank hoax. (laughs) Kind of the same thing. Well, you know, it's, in a sense, yes. But I think when we say the word hoax, that kind of has much more of a resonating sound in a paranormal community, you know? Um, But, uh... Yeah, guys, I thought, you know, it's, it's conspiracy. Again, we only have so much information. Uh, the videos, I let them speak for themselves. Uh, if you, if you can discern something better than I can, if you can tell that these UFOs landing are actually fake and were added in later, uh, in post or, you know, same thing with any of it, you know, let us know. Let us know what you think. Um, well, from from that and coming from the the film education, those that specific video where it's the seven UFOs landing on the moon, in your opinion, does that look like it's something that was added? Do you do you think it looks more realistic than anything you've seen? You know, it's it's I watched it a bunch of times today, and it's it's like stuff I've seen before, but it's also a little different. The two things that I notice most is that they appear out of nowhere when they come in, mm-hmm. and then once some of them they'll they just disappear by the time they even get to uh, what you would consider the surface of uh, of the moon from our perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, but others you'll see a little black it'll like it's a little glowing disc or a little glowing orb that looks exactly like the same color of the moon and then once it gets into the light of the moon itself it turns black and then it just disappears and what's interesting is the fact that how it just appears and then disappears which there's two possibilities here either A whoever doctored the the video purposely had it come in out of nowhere and then disappear out of nowhere for whatever reason. Uh, again, you don't really see like, for example, when you when you see things uh, coming into the atmosphere of Earth, it usually starts off faded, then gets super bright, then fades again. Uh, and that's usually the idea of oh, it's starting to burn up, then it burns up, the and then it you know stops burning up because it gets through the atmosphere. Um, and so normally when I think of something like that on the moon, like think of the moon, I would see something. You know, I would normally see like, oh, here it's faded. Mm. It's clear that it's there. And then it got super bright and then it fades out again because it got into a certain atmosphere of the moon. Uh, but it doesn't really do that. They just kind of like pop up and then disappear. And I think it's – it looks much more intriguing as they're coming in onto the moon. But it's those small specks that turn black and then vanish that are a little like, hmm, I don't know. Because the size of them don't change at all. It remains the same size to the entire thing. Almost looks like if you were to, for example, it's hard to explain on on air to you guys. But if you were to take 
uh, we'll just say an orb, okay? Say, say you shot a video and you wanted to add an orb in there. What you would typically have to do in order to have the orb come in front of the camera and then move away from you is you would come in large and then you'd push it down towards the bottom. So to come in from the top of the screen, top left, and then you push it down towards the bottom right of the screen. But in order to get it to look like it's going away from you, you would then shift it back upright and then make it grow smaller to give that appearance of distance between you and the orb. Um, I don't know if that makes sense how I explain that. I hope it makes some sense. If you guys aren't watching the YouTube at this particular second, you should go back, watch this part on YouTube so you can see yeah. Eric's uh, mannerisms so you can see his, yeah. how he's... In fact, I can actually do that for you guys that you brought that up. If you're watching YouTube, then go ahead and keep watching. Uh, I believe... Correct me if I'm wrong, Justin, but this is your left of the screen, right? Or am I coming in on the right? Yep. It, it's the left? That's my left, yep. That's your left, okay. So, if my finger is the orb, what you would normally do, if you were, like, doing this uh, computer-generated-wise, mm-hmm. you know, if you're, if you're doing it all on computer, you would bring your little light source in, your orb, and then, to make it look smaller... Or to make it come out this way, you would actually make it smaller. Mm -hmm. So basically what we're seeing is here is what it looks like. And then to make it look farther away, it becomes smaller and smaller. And then you bring it out here. And what that does is it gives the appearance or the illusion that it's moving away from you. When in reality, it's not. All you're doing is changing the shape of the orb. Mm -hmm. However, in that video that we're talking about with the UFOs, all we're seeing is it come in. And then disappear. And it doesn't, like, disappear out of frame. It comes in, and then it disappears right here. You know? So it's not like it's disappearing outside of frame. Uh, so I don't know. It's interesting, and I think it's weird. You know, the first half looks cool, looks legit. The second half, I'm not so sure. It looks a little more... So I just can't say I, for, for one. Yeah, I can't say. I can't say. It's. I say it's probable. Well, and... That, that's why I ask you because you have debunked a couple of videos that uh, Jim McKinney has shared and and myself mm-hmm. have kind of commented on it the only thing that I can think of for this specific video is somehow it's reflecting but it's reflecting wrong if it were reflecting the side of the moon that's dark it should have been black over there and then light on the side where the light is hitting the moon so that kind of debunks that and exactly like it doesn't make sense because if it's glowing above the moon it should still be glowing when it enters the atmosphere of the moon as well because the moon itself is glowing. Mm. So it really shouldn't turn black at all. Uh, and we're obviously not seeing a shadow. That doesn't make sense either. Right. Um, well, the only other thought I can think of, because you were, you were talking about how stuff enters the Earth's atmosphere and yeah. burns up. Well, on the moon, the atmosphere is almost non-existent. So you wouldn't right. really see a flaming thing like like you would for the something entering the Earth. Right. Um, so... It, from that from that perspective, you still can't understand it because, say for example, like you were saying, that little when it was light on the dark side, it 
could have been entering the atmosphere of the moon, but that doesn't make any sense because there is basically almost no atmosphere on the moon except for the little bit that keeps the gravity there. Right. So, yeah, it's it's kind of weird and interesting all at the same time. Um, yeah. But the fact that you can't really say one way or the other kind of makes you wonder. Yeah, it does. But anyway, folks, we're going to go ahead and take our second break here. You are listening to Paratruth Radio, and we will be right back after Justin's Paranormal Headlines. And now, Paratruth Radio's Paranormal Headlines. How's it going, Parafans? Justin here with your Paranormal Headlines, and these headlines are from unexplainedmysteries.com. Mystery as 40 birds fall from sky over Boston. Environmental officials have been left perplexed after dozens of grackles appeared to fall ill en masse. The peculiar incident took place on Thursday morning on Bakerfield Street, where at least 40 of the birds were found lying in the street, some dead and others unable to stand. Surprisingly, it appears as though grackles were the only species of bird affected. I tried to move them a little bit, and it just seemed like they were on one side, and you put them on their feet, and they just fell, said local resident Shalora Lavoud. It was almost like one side was paralyzed. Authorities are currently working to investigate the cause of the phenomenon. However, there have been hints that a chemical agent called Avatrol, which is found in pesticides, may be responsible. We're not sure what's going on, if it's an environmental toxin or it's some disease that's being spread around the birds, said animal rescue technician Danielle Genter. Fish falls from sky, hits woman in face. A Philadelphia woman had been out walking when a large fish suddenly fell out of the sky on top of her. Lisa Lowry had been on her way to an exercise class on Labor Day morning when, upon hearing a rustling in the trees above, she looked up only to have a large fish fall down and hit her in the face. I was like, what? I was freaking out, she said. I think it might have been head, face, and neck because I smelled so bad afterwards. I smelled disgusting. Fortunately, the catfish, which was around one foot in length, caused only minor injuries. It was not a fun experience, said Lowbury, but there are so many worse things that could have happened. It's probably one of the strangest things that has happened to me in my life. And this has been Justin with your Paranormal Headlines. This was a segment of Parachute Radio's Paranormal Headlines. What's up, folks? Welcome back to Paratruth Radio. My name is Eric. And I'm Justin. And we were just talking a little bit about a video uh, in regards to UFOs landing on the moon and whether or not it's legit or if it were doctored in some way. Um, I think we pretty much hit the nail on the head with that one. Uh, I'm just going to leave it up to you guys now, uh, the viewers. Yeah, it's Check just out the one video. of those weird... Thing yeah, it's just we, we can't determine one way or the other because, as I s- said before the break, Eric has the film 
education. He can't explain it. I have theories about what I think might be happening, but at the same time, I debunk them in my head as to what those might be <laughs> as, as I'm saying the first thought. So um, it, that specific video, yeah, it's kind of hard to determine. Uh, the video about... The, the NASA officials coming out and saying, oh yeah, you know, it's absolutely true. Well, one of two things on that, and you can give your final thought on that as well. Uh, either A, they're being paid to say these things, to throw a wrench into the works and make people just believe whatever the government's trying to throw out there. Or B, I mean, they really are telling the truth, and somehow they're getting through the cracks of uh, their their government constraints, whether that's they're no longer part of the NASA uh, or a part of the government at all. Um, but you would think that if it was that much of a secret, the government would be hushing them up before they get that chance. Uh, wh- what's your final thought on the, the NASA employees? Uh, I completely agree with you. I, I think... In one, in one sense, I think, or one side of it, I think that they could just be putting out false documentation, you know, uh, giving false testimony, either to spark something, you know, some kind of rebellion against the government, or some, they have some kind of personal vendetta against the company that they work for or whatever. I don't know. Who knows what it is? It could all be publicity of some sort. We don't right. know. Uh, on the other hand, like you said, if it is real and they are telling the truth, they're obviously breaking all kinds of security codes. Uh, and that is, as far as I know, usually when you break your silence over something that you're supposed to keep top secret and even classified, you're suddenly the enemy of the state, if you will, you know? Yeah. I mean, there, there's, there, there's things that happen at that point and you start, well, you I get mean, arrested for that. I look mean, at some of the guys, like uh, the guy that I had talked to you about. The I want to get on the show, Kevin Randall. He's okay. actually ex mil, or he might not be ex military. He might still be in the military, but I'm pretty sure he's he's no longer with the military. So you know, he's been out there for actually quite a while. Back when we had uh, Night Soccer's Paranormal Radio, when I had Parasite Radio, I actually had him on. Um, so somehow, some of these people are getting through. Again, right. are, are they somehow getting through the cracks? With Kevin Randall, I truly believe he somehow he's getting through and telling the truth. Um, but with others, and even the ones maybe that are still on government payroll, how are you going to know if they're telling the truth if right. they're still on the payroll? Well, and here's the other thing. I think a lot of people think our government, the U.S., and not, and this is just, you know, a lot of this is just based on the U.S. Who the heck knows what people think around the right. world about this whole conspiracy theory and what the truth is? Because there have been supposedly other people who've been to the moon, you know, other countries. Well, I had actually uh, so, forgot to bring it up, but there were uh, some things like there was a Russian uh, program called, I think it was called Luna. Uh, uh, don't give me, don't quote me on that. But they had talked about going to the moon, actually finding some parts that were. It was an axle and a wheel, and at first they thought it was Americans never clean up after. Well, they thought it was from one of their their previous because it was a spot yeah. on the moon that nobody had gone to. It was actually oh, okay. on the dark side of the moon. Oh. Um, 
and which they is thought it was theirs. Yeah, which is interesting because the U.S. has never been to the dark side of the moon. Yeah, technically. Well, uh, and the, this article was claiming that the Luna project had, and mm-hmm. they kind of debunked that it was not theirs because it wasn't the specific uh, blueprint for the equipment they used at the time that they landed prior to the the most recent one. But then again, who knows, America maybe got to that side, just never, we we never heard anything about it. Right. You know, it's interesting. Who the heck knows? Let's, real quick, just to finish up what I was saying uh, regarding the government, you know, I think a lot of people think the government to be stupid. They made a mistake like this in the past. Uh, 1947 Roswell incident, whether or not it really was a UFO, I know many of us believe it was a UFO. Right. They came out right away and said, it's a UFO, right. an alien spacecraft. Right. Then the next day said, oh, wait, it was just a weather balloon. Well, now guess what? People are throwing a hissy fit and they've got the entire country's attention. Like, <laughs> it's something the government doesn't want. You know, they, they, they might have said what the truth was and then... You know, backstep. Which I'm hoping they've gotten more better PR people from than back when they first. Which, which is why I say it's very possible that people are coming out and telling the truth, such as these two individuals in the video. Mm. But the reason the government or NASA or whoever won't step in and do something about it is because they know if they do, it'll only oh. prove the point that or the evidence that these people are trying to make. So instead, they let them go. And the majority of the world and country were like, ah, these guys are just full of crap because, you know, it's smart. Yeah, you know, I wouldn't do it either. The moment you pull, the moment you pull that chain or that leash, people are going to know that they're telling you something that they, the government doesn't want you knowing. Yeah. But if you don't do it, then people are always going to wonder whether or not these people are kooks. Are they kooks? I don't know. I have no clue. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> well, and yeah. It, that's one of those things. Well, and for example, like the people that get on TV as well, not just the radio shows. So, yeah, it, really interesting stuff. And I'm actually glad that uh, you'd brought it up to do an episode on this because it's actually one of the ones, the uh, con- controversial things that are out there that nobody has really touched on very much. Uh right. And I think we kind of got your final thought on this, but what's your final thought on the moon being a construct of extraterrestrial life to, to monitor humans? What, what's your? Do you mean like? Do you it think it's just built? poppycock? Or yeah, being built and okay. all that? Yeah, no, I don't. No, no, no. That's bull crap. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. God, God created the moon. Plain and simple. It's there for a reason. Scientifically speaking, uh, the moon has some kind of effect on the tide and so on and so forth, so it has a purpose. God doesn't create st- anything without a purpose. So even the way the, all the planets are aligned, there's a reason behind it. Who the heck knows what would happen if any of our planets were thrown off course during uh, dur- during the whole... Uh, what is it called? Uh, I-, I guess during their orbit. Oh, you know, if anything was thrown off course just slightly, it would screw up everything. There's like a perfect gravitational pull and push between each planet. So if anything was moved, it can cause tremendous, tremendous amounts of, well, 
I would say damage, but there's really not much on other planets that we know of beside Earth. It could throw everything out of whack. You know, if we were to lose lose our moon, who the heck knows what would happen? You know. Right. Um, so yeah, I you know, the Bible says that God created the heavens and the earth, and to think that there's some kind of a giant celestial body up there that was created by a humanoid creature, and by humanoid creature I mean a physical being like you and I, uh, who are not much bigger or smaller, right. is just kind of ridiculous i don't believe it at all right i i'm i'm with you there i i'm more prone to believe that they have some type of base on the moon which is more probable uh compared to the whole moon itself being built as an alien star base um like the the death star or something (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we'll have a laser destroying our planet like all the time. So, yeah. I get the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, it's just... Yeah, I don't, I don't know where the theory came from. Um, it's just one of those ones out there that I wanted to, to discuss about this because I, I, I honestly don't know anybody else that has covered this theory very much. I've just come across it in articles uh, before. Right. So, um, one thing that I wanted to say really quick, we got an email that somebody commented on one of our episodes. It was the episode of um, Trailing the Nephilim Part 1. And it was by uh, the Dallas Action Podcast they said very cool, informative, and enjoyable. So, thank you guys so much for the kind words. Uh, I wanted to cur- encourage everybody to keep doing stuff like that. You know, leave comments. If you want a shout out on air, send us an email. Um, I- I'd be more than happy to give people shout outs. Uh, and if you don't know the email dr- address, you should know it by now. Come on, guys. Shame on you. Paratruthradio at gmail.com. You can also go to paratruthradio.com or PTRN, uh, PTRnetwork.com and contact us through there uh, if you don't want us knowing your your yeah. real email or something. If, if all else fails, guys, just just Google Paratruth Radio. You'll find us. Yeah. So, so I do encourage you guys to just keep coming up with the comments and everything that that's the only way we will improve and grow uh as well as know you know what you guys want we can keep doing stuff like the dark side of the moon because we want to talk about it but if you don't you know you want to hear something else please let us know uh okay uh next week we will be talking about project blue book and it's another one that was brought up by eric um, do you want to give them a brief synopsis on what this is before next week? Yeah, I mean, basically, Project Blue Book, uh, it, it's a cover-up, basically. It's a government cover-up in which uh, <clears throat> there was... My, my words are like... Uh, <clears throat> basically... The government did a uh, study on unidentified flying objects and UFOs, and during this study, 
uh, just basically to find whether or not they really existed. Uh, supposedly, they came across an alien species which they claim to have sat down and spoken with. Now, there's no full evidence or disclosure saying that this was a literal one-on-one uh, discussion with an alien. Some believe that maybe it was just a hoax. The whole thing is a hoax. Uh, but Project Blue Book is an actual thing. Uh, there actually was a time in which the government was looking into UFOs specifically and trying to better understand the situation that was happening uh, throughout the 40s and onwards. So, yeah, that's pretty much what we're going to be talking about next week. So, pretty interesting stuff. Yeah. Stick into the aliens and the... <laughs> UFO stuff for a couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, um, I, and there is a video circulating right now, which I'll talk a little bit more about next week and uh, have a, a link up for you guys next week on it. And I don't know if you've seen it or not, but it, it's a supposedly a video of a, a interview with an extraterrestrial. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I know what you're talking about. So um, yeah. Until next week, guys, that is all for the Dark Side of the Moon. And you will find us same time, same channel next week. My name is Justin. And I'm Eric. Peace. this episode of Paratruth Radio, and you would like to listen to it again, or are interested in listening to any of our past episodes, then you can listen to them on HD at our website, paratruthradio.com. And you can also find us at Stitcher, Blueberry, TuneIn, iTunes, Spreaker, and YouTube. And of course, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for brand new updates of our show every day.
I'm a grown-up. Me too. Yep, me too. But you know, these days, being a grown-up can really suck. Luckily, we're grown-ups who grew up in the coolest generation. We had video arcades. And also some of the best TV and movies ever made. We lived the origin of awesome consumer electronics. The list goes on and on. Yep, Generation X. Exactly. And we're Gen X Grown-Up. Every week, the Gen X Grown-Up podcast explores media, tech, toys, games, and more from both yesterday and today. Through the eyes of Generation Xers who absolutely love that stuff. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Or find us on our website, genxgrownup.com. All right, you think that was good enough? I I hope so, man. I'm tired. (laughs) Who listens to a promo on a podcast and then goes and listens to a different podcast? I've never done it. (laughs) I don't know.